welcome to another episode of Triumph and Tierras. I am your hostess, Suzanne Proxa, business strategist and coach for female entrepreneurs who are purpose-driven and looking to make a major impact in the world. This podcast is my passion and is intended to showcase women who have overcome obstacles to hopefully inspire and empower all of you to do the same. And now on with the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Triumph and Tierras. I am super excited to be here today with Jessica. She is known as the Roach Queen, which is very interesting. She has an interesting story to tell. And I say, let's just dive in. Does that sound good, Jessica? That sounds good to me. I mean, I'm I'm on your first episode. You are my first episode. Well, behind the one that I just put up. I am honored. Thank you. I am honored. Thank you. You are my first guest. So, yeah. So first of all, there are several parts to Jessica's story. And so the first thing I want to talk to her about is she had a life altering injury that really changed things for her. And I would love for you to share that with the audience. Sure. Yeah. So in uh, June, June 1st, actually 2010, um, I broke my ankle and um, during a surgery to put a plate and nine pins in my ankle, the main nerve of my leg was severed. And at this time, um, I was going to school full time. I'd gone back to school after taking a break for several years. My children were toddlers when I went back to school. I was, I had one required course left in the spring of the following year. So I was going to be doing my second major that, that, that last year, as well as finishing a graduate level research project in an undergraduate degree. And I was, my my degree program was environmental science and biology. And I was studying diatoms as pollution indicators, as um, a way of determining water quality in the native Pocono area, because I just love nature and all of the things that go along with it. I love studying ecosystems. And I mean, this was my dream uh, career path. And I was on the path to continuing this at a graduate level in um, aquatic ecology research and conservation. And when I broke the break on my leg would have been easy enough to heal from, but the, the severed nerve uh, caused permanent damage, permanent uh, physical limitations that I still deal with today and permanent pain uh, that I still deal with today that I will always deal with that those limitations and pain. So I knew pretty quickly after the surgery that this was the case because I just knew that something was not right with my, um, you know, I studied various areas of biology and different things during my time in environmental science and biology. Um, Though that was my focus and my love and my passion. You know, I also had a very pretty good, I have a good understanding of the human body and all of those things that go along with it. So I knew something was not right. And, that it was not something that I was going to, I, I was going to be able to come back from and continue on the path that I was on. And it really turned my entire life upside down in a moment. I mean, everything that I had worked towards, this was the second time, the third time in 
seven years that I put my life back together after circumstances like this happening and turning it upside down and ripping it apart. And, um, I, it, it took a long time. Like it took me two years to get off crutches completely. Wow. Um, cause I couldn't, I can't put weight on, I still can't put the full weight on my right leg. I couldn't for a long time. That's why it took so long to get off crutches because I could not put the weight on my leg. Um, and I mean, I it was 27, I was 27. I had no idea like how much potential I had in that moment, in that time in my life and what I was doing. Like I was doing these amazing things, but I didn't have that awareness of how cool it was because I didn't have that confidence in myself. So I knew I was mad that I was missing out on something big, but I wasn't, I had started a process of like, you know, deep introspection in my early twenties. And I had recently had a breakthrough in this process a couple months before my leg broke. There were so many things that had happened in my life that had changed in a major positive way before that injury that then uh, in a moment I, I was at a, I still had all that knowledge and information. I still had all that transformation, but I, I didn't have the vehicle to use it in my life. And I had to put that into crisis management of this injury and putting my, you know, keeping my family together. I had two small children, you know, their, my, their dad, um, who had to physically take care of me. At one point I was in a wheelchair because I was out. And, um, as the first time I went out of my house, on crutches the store that I went into the floor was not waxed properly my crutches went out from underneath me and I screwed up my neck and my shoulder and my back and I couldn't use my crutches so I was in a wheelchair oh my goodness. I spent eight days in the hospital with an infection um because the the doctors who did the surgery didn't do the proper follow-up care I mean like I was a mess it was a big big mess and it was the only thing that could have taken so changed my life in the way that it did right and I don't tell you, I tell you this because I know what's coming on the other end of it because I've turned that into something productive in that time. Um, but there was a long time and no, well, it was a relatively short time in terms of a lifespan, right? There was about a two year period where I was past that crisis management point and I, I gave up on myself. You know, I could have been doing more, but I wasn't because I'd given up on like, if I continue to try to put my life back together again, what if it gets taken away from me? I would rather have nothing and know that I have nothing than have something and lose it again, you know? And I, I, I subscribed to that way of living for about two years and before I could not do it anymore because that's just not who I am. And um, I had to do something better with myself, you know, better with myself than just survive because that is not a way to live. Um, or at least that's not a way that I want to live. Right. Uh, you know, you don't, that's, that's not fun. So I, I started finding things that I could work within my limitations that, you know, that worked for my life. Um, you know, finding my way back to things that I loved and keeping little pieces of that. And my, um, my son wanted a, a, he wanted a reptile. He wanted a pet reptile. So we got him a leopard gecko and I had known about, you know, I, I'd worked in the tropical fish industry for several years before I had kids. And I knew that it was tangential to reptiles and it's, it's pretty similar in terms of the equipment that you work with for their care. So I was like, okay, we can do a reptile because I'm not getting my dream 100 gallon, you know, 100 uh, gallon saltwater tank anytime soon. So we'll get a reptile, right? And I started, I joined a couple groups on Facebook that were for reptile owners. And I quickly saw how big this community was. It's very much like the coaching 
personal and spiritual development community, the, the online entrepreneur community, it's very similar to that. Okay. And which was, which I found was really amazing. Um, in this, how people connected and the businesses that existed on these Facebook communities. And I was like, how, how do I get into that? Like, how do I become a part of this? Because this is an area that I, I can do well in and I can work within, you know, my injury. Um, so that's, I started focusing on that and learning about what was, um, just what the different aspects were, you know, when you look at, um, product-based industry, you know, there are different here, like there's the foundation, there's the base of what keeps the whole thing going. There's the things that bring people in. And, and I wanted to know what is the base of this? What drives this? And it was very quickly the food that the reptiles eat. And um, it was, and then the specific type of bug, which happened to be roaches <laughs> that are really <laughs> popular that I was introduced to by somebody who just took three hours out of his day to stand with me in a Wawa parking lot and tell me exactly what I needed to do to start the business that I started. And I took off from there. Um, and that was uh, in May of 2016. Well, in April is when that conversation happened of 2016. And he told me about these roaches that they're becoming more popular. People love them. You can't get enough of them. He said, I can't get enough to sell, to supply for people. I'm not even advertising them as having them because I can't get enough. And if you can get them and you can breed them, I will buy whatever you can produce. All right. I can work with bugs, right? That's what I was doing for a really long time anyway. I'd work, I'd cultured bugs in a laboratory setting. So I could do that. And I went home and I was like, okay, he told me, how much I needed to buy to get started. He gave me like, you know, some parameters to work within. And I listened to that. I took that advice and I called up my uncle and I pitched the idea to him because I didn't have the thousand dollars that I needed because I, I mean, at this point it was six years past my injury. I hadn't been able to work. I hadn't been able to do anything at that point for six years, pretty much. I'd finished my degree. So it'd been five years since I'd finished my degree, but I really had not been able to have an income and contribute to my family. Um, so I pitched the idea to my uncle and I said, look, if you loan me a thousand dollars to buy these bugs, we will be, you know, in a very quick amount of time, my family will not have to ask you for help to pay our bills anymore, you know, which was all I wanted, you know, all I wanted to do. And he knew that I could do it. And he was like, well, you know, you want to breed roaches and sell them? <laughs> like, you want to breed roaches and sell them, Jess? I said, yes, I do. Will you help me do this? Because I think this is a thing that I can do and I can do it well. And he's like, yeah, all right, I will help you. I was like, cool. So like two days later, I found somebody. Actually, I couldn't find all the bugs that I had money for to buy. I could not find, I, I, I had a budget of $600 in this thousand dollars to spend on bugs. And I could only find like $450 worth of bugs because they are, were so hard to find at the time. And nobody was selling them because if people were selling them, they weren't selling them to somebody else who was gonna produce more. They were selling, you know, cause they didn't wanna sell them to people who were gonna produce more. So I could only find $450 worth, which is what I bought and bought enough supplies to get me through the next six months. And I just started I bought them and they were, they showed up and they were really big and they were really scary looking and they were way bigger than I expected. And there was a moment of, oh my God, I can't do this. And I was like, oh, but I have to, my family depends on it. You know, like that's, um, you know, when you don't have anything, when you, like, and in that same moment, I had nothing to lose. because I really had nothing on, you know, 
going for this yet, but I also had everything to lose if it didn't work out because I was putting everything on this. And I, it was part of why I did it because it was such a crazy idea that I knew in the hardest times of building this business. Cause I had looked at certain businesses before and none of them looked like they were going to be worth the work I was going to have to put into them. So I know I go all in on things and I was, I don't do things half-assed, right? I knew I was going to go all in on it and it was going to be hard and it was going to be worth that effort. And, and in order for me to be like, because I was going to do that effort, it was worth it to me to be able to tell people that I sold roaches to them. Like that was, that was like a big thing because mm-hmm you tell people that and it opens a conversation and it start, you know, it starts a conversation and it, it breaks the ice and it makes people laugh and it makes them smile. And I had to put that into this because my, um, my mindset was just not where I wanted it to be in terms of what I believed in, what, uh, what I was capable of in terms of what I believed was possible for my life at the time in terms of what I believe that my children, the opportunities that my children were going to have, I didn't think they were going to have um, the opportunities that I wanted to be able to give them because of this injury that had cut my other plans short, you know? And I, 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 I didn't want to, I couldn't think about having those things yet because if I thought about having them, then, um, then there would be a loss associated with it if it didn't happen. So I just put my focus on, I want to, I want to play with bugs. I want to spread joy through selling those bugs. I want to keep the lights on in my house and not have to borrow, borrow money to keep the lights on every month for the electricity bill. And I want to be able to see the remaining members of the Grateful Dead a couple of times before they stop touring. I'm a really big dad. <laughs> I couldn't go to concerts for so long after I broke my leg because I physically couldn't dance and, and I was in a place where I couldn't afford to go. So it was really sad point of my, like I had stopped listening to the music completely because I was so sad that I couldn't go and see it live you know um like I was it it was a really really tough it was one of the it it was the toughest point in my life up to that point and um so I started going with these bugs and something started happening where people started finding out that I had them even before I was like really selling them and people started contacting me and asking me for them and um I started looking for more. So I found more. And, and over the course of the first year, I purchased several colonies from people who had been trying to organize into them into a business, but they hadn't done that and they would sell them to me. So my thing, it grew very quickly. And I, I put this intentional thing in this intentional uh, in, in, like manifestation, intentional manifestation into it that I am going to sow, I'm going to sow goodwill into what I am doing because I believe that it's going to make this bigger, right? My, I have limited resources in terms of building this but one thing that is not limited is my goodwill you know um sowing that goodwill into this project that is not limited and i was going to make every interaction with people fun and enjoyable i was gonna make the process of buying roaches an enjoyable thing and that that's what i started doing and i put up a couple of advertising posts in not not paid advertising, but free advertising posts in September. And I had to bring them down within three days because they got so much attention. And I realized if I kept selling my bugs, I was not going to have enough to produce more because I'd written down these goals of what I wanted to do. And um, I didn't know how practical they were, but I wrote down the goals anyway. And they felt really big. And, um, but whatever, I, I wrote them down anyway. And I was coming up on, it was about this time last year. And my my 
go, I was re- working towards my goals of where I wanted them to be. But I also knew I needed a big influx of bugs in order to be able to continue to grow this because I also had to sustain it. I also had to make money selling these. And I was not, I was making enough to pay the bills at that point, barely, um, which was huge progress, right? From where we were a year previous. But I needed something else to come through in order to, you know, scale and grow this business. And a woman contacted me just out of nowhere. She said, I've been watching what you've been doing on these Facebook groups. I have to sell my business and I'm going to sell it to you. I said, Oh, cool. Well, how much do you want for it? And she told me, and I was like, I don't have that. I wish I did. I would, I would buy it in a second, but I can't. And she said, well, okay, you let me know if you change your mind. I said, absolutely. I will. Um, and I wish, I hope I can, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. And um, a couple days later, she reached out to me and had the same conversation with me. She said, look, it's coming with my customer list. Like, this is what I have. This is what they're worth. Like, I have an ungodly amount. It's like four times the amount of bugs than I had at the time. I mean, this is like a life-changing amount for me. And I turned her down three more times after that. I said, I can't. I can't. I don't have it. And um, the morning before, she actually uh, started organizing everything to sell them to somebody else. I, I came up with a way to come up with the funds to by her business and three days later she showed up at my house the trailer full of 16 bins of cockroaches for me to sell now they're not pest roaches they're tropical roaches from um, central and south america they don't have like the risk of, of infestation like pest roaches do any special conditions to breed they don't fly or climb um they're more of like a beetle in terms of how they look than a roach um they're not like you know, the pest roaches that most people deal with. They don't, they're not offensive in any way in terms of like how they smell or whatever. And um, they're actually really cool to watch. I have a lot of customers that are scared of them. I get a lot of customers that are, um, you know, middle-aged women who have young children or teenagers that want a pet reptile, who get a pet reptile, not realizing that they're going to have to feed that reptile live insects. Bearded dragons are really popular right now. And they eat, um, they eat roaches and crickets. And they eat a lot of them. Bearded dragons eat about a thousand roaches a month while they're growing to about a year old. I mean, so it's a significant amount of bugs that you have to have in your house and people are scared. You know, I get a lot of customers who don't, didn't realize what they were getting into when they bought this bearded dragon and they're afraid of bringing these insects into their home. And um, one of the things that I do is I work through that with these, with women and men, but it's mostly women that are, that I work with on that specific fear of the bugs. And it's so cool because they'll be afraid of them and they'll be like, Oh my God, I don't walk them through like how you open the box and they're not going to hurt you. They can't bite you. You know, they, like they obviously chew their food, but their mouths are so tiny that they really can't bite us. They just look like they have a big head, but they really don't. And when I point all of this stuff out, they're like, all right, cool. You know, if you feel a little prick, it's not them biting you. They just have like the adults have like kind of like barbs on their legs that are not going to cut you, but they will stick, but it's not a bite. And um, it's always really cool when somebody will, send me a picture, you know, three or four days later after they were scared to even open their box of bugs and they send me a picture and it's like, this is Harry, my favorite roach. And he has like a seat at the dinner table with us and he like loves us and he's our new pet and he's not getting fed to our bearded dragon, you know, um, that kind of transformation in my customers' attitudes about insects is really cool. So I bought this woman's business and, um, I, uh, I immediately, I mean, I, I, overnight, my goals that I'd written down less than a year or eight months earlier, I reached them. I said, Oh, wow. Like, okay. You know, I actually, I'd written down goals in January, four months before this for the whole year. And I had reached my goals for all of 2018 by May 10th of 
2017. I'd reached all my goals for 2017 by May, May 10th of 2017. I said, oh man, this is, this is the, that is just some power in that. I'm writing down those goals and like really setting an intention with where I'm going. So I need to do this again. And I did that. And I wrote down goals for all of the rest of 2017 and all of 2018. And I went through the summer, um, you know, really focusing on what I needed to do. And towards the end of July, I saw a post in one of the Facebook groups, because that's where I do all of this. So I don't have a website. I just have a Facebook business page. I take all of my orders off of my Facebook business page. I don't have a lot of content on there intentionally, because when I post things, it generates too many orders, and then I have to turn people away. So I try to keep like a flow in my orders. So everybody gets, you know, their bugs, um, and not like, you know, cram everybody into one week. So I really can't put, I can't use my Facebook page as much as I would like to um, in that way. But I, um, I was, I'm very active in the groups, in this, in the groups for reptile owners and for insect people that are, are producing insects. So I admin a group for, I moderate a group for um, people that uh, produce or raise the types of roaches that I work with, work with, which are Blaptica dubia and also uh, other types of feeder and pet roaches and insects are included in that group. Um, there's a couple other groups that I'm a part of that are about breeding insects. And you know, I offer advice in them um, just to help people because I really believe that, that that shines through, you know, more than anything. That is the most powerful, if you're talking in terms of a business, that's the most powerful form of advertising and showing people who you are is that engagement with other people and how you treat other people when, um, you know, especially if, it, if it's a difficult, you know, interaction and how you respond and deal with people, you know, in, in a respectful way. And I, I, I know that that stuff comes back. So I, I was intentional about how I interacted on these groups with everybody. Um, like kind of, you know, for myself and to set the tone for them and keep them productive. And I saw, I came across a post of a guy who I'd been aware of that had a business out in Michigan, which is 20 hour drive from where I live. And he said that he was uh, shutting down. Wow, shutting down, okay. So I, I contacted him. I said, hey, you know, what, what's going on with your bugs? He said, well, I just don't want to do it anymore. Um, I said, so what do, you, what do you have? Do you have bugs? He said, yeah. I said, what are you doing with them? I'm getting rid of them. What do you mean you're getting rid of them? I don't think anybody's going to buy them. I'm getting rid of them. Like, you're going to, like, kill them? Yeah, I'm just getting rid of them. What are you going to do with all your bins? They knew he had about $2,000 worth of just plastic tubs, right? Two th like, you know, the supplies, it, it you can grow this business very inexpensively, but there are, there is some cost to those supplies. So I said, what are you doing with all those bins? I know you have a bunch of bins, like how many, he's got 80 or a hundred, whatever. What are you doing with all them? I'm just going to recycle them. Okay. I'm going to come out there. You want to sell it to me? And he was like, you want to buy it? I said, yeah, I want to buy it. He said, you know, like your posts and your, your um, conversations with other people, walking them through how to breed their bugs, helped me start my business. I read your posts and I'm like, thrilled that you were going to buy that you were interested in buying this I said I will rent a U-Haul and I will come out there and I will pick up those bugs absolutely <laughs> like I'm coming out there and that's what I did uh in September of like last September whatever it is eight months ago and I showed up <laughs> with a 26 foot U-Haul with tires bigger than my head that I was going to have to drive a straight shot back from Lake Michigan to Northeast Pennsylvania. It ended up being a 26 hour ride in this 26 foot U-Haul. Um, it was big. It was really big. It was really, really big. 
and uh, we filled the whole bag and load it with bugs, loaded it with roaches. It was. Um, and I drove that. My husband came with me. You know, we made arrangements for you know family to watch our kids and stuff while we were gone because it was a. We were just going out there. We just. It was a. We just spent one day driving out there, one day there, and one day driving back. And because that was all I had, because I had to run my business in between too. I shipped right up until the day before I left. And I was shipping two days after I got back because I have customers to serve and my customers come to me and they love me because I get their bugs out when I say that, when I say I will. And that's a big thing, you know, like when you, I'm sure you can you come across this, right? Like you come, like you find out how common that is with other businesses when you do that in your business, because people tell you that they appreciate that about you. Um, you know, when you take that time to make sure that they know like you're there priorities and their order and everything and them getting that on a, in a timely manner is important to you. People notice that like that stuff's important. So I was really, um, it was really important to me that even though it was going to be exhausting to make this big trip that I did it in a way that it, it caused as little disruption to my customers, re, to my recurring customer orders as possible, you know, cause they were supporting me too. And they were referring people to me and my business went from, I mean, like my, we, we went from basically like a poverty level income to, um, which was for a short period of time, but it was at that time, that's what it was, um, to thriving overnight, literally overnight. And I'm still kind of in shock. <laughs> this is where my life is, you know? Um, my assistant who came on with me in August just formed his own LLC on my partner company that's two hours away from me with one of his good friends and they are both amazing members of this team that I'm so excited to be working with and we have a huge vision for where this goes just beyond not just here but also beyond the reptile industry in terms of um, helping to make this world a better place for you know uh, providing more sustainable sources of protein for people and for other animal consumption, um, which is very possible. America is the, the United States is the only country that doesn't eat insects on any capacity, you know, and I know that grosses people out, but we need to start thinking about like the future of our planet um, in that way. You know, we really do. And what systems we have in place that are not sustainable right now. So it's important that, what you do is intentional. There's so every aspect of this, what I'm doing, um, like their, their waste, their frass can be used as fertilizer for plants. That's actually a really good fertilizer. Crickets are farmed. There are cricket farms that are, are farms just to create cricket poop to <laughs> use in fertilizer. They don't even use the crickets for anything. They just have the crickets to create the poop. And, um, we have a plan to make this really sustainable and use every part of it in a, in in a, in a productive way and make it a you know sustainable and that it not only is used but is used in a way that is um going towards a bigger vision and a bigger purpose in terms of making this world better whether it's being more environmentally conscious how you interact with people you know building communities all of those things because they're important so it's it's really exciting for me to have um you know, I wouldn't say that I would happily give up being able to go skiing again or, or run around in the backyard with my kids for 
swim laps like I used to because there's the things I can't do anymore with my ankle the way it is. But if this is the trade-off and this is what I am dealt, these are the cards that I am dealt, I will take them, you know? Like if that that's that's my if that's what had to happen for me to get on this path, then okay, you know. Um I, we're cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're cool yeah. universe, you know? I could take that. So, so certainly going through this whole process. Um, I mean, I can only imagine, I mean, first of all, you, you know, you talked about that first couple of years, I mean, how you felt going through that. And then of course, you've been through quite the process with this business, you know, just continually growing and innovating and all of that. And, and when you go through things like that, you know, we are humans and we go through, you know, a lot of feelings that we have to yeah. deal with. And so do you mind, because I think your, your story is very inspirational, um, you. you know, for women who think, you know, there's just no hope for them because of something like this. And then, um, you know, I want people to realize that there are opportunities out there and there are some feelings that they may have to deal with. And I'm just wondering, how did you cope with all of that? How can you help the listeners with some insight on how you got through it? So I mean, it was a wave of emotions. So you're talking about directly after my injury or in building my business and really having to build that resiliency that I had kind of lost through this business. Cause that, I, uh, I think both are important. I think cool. how you dealt with, yeah, with the injury and then moving forward into the business as well. So when I, with the injury itself, it was just, it was really a process of just survival day by day and minute by minute and prioritizing. I really had to prioritize my energy. You know, I had to prioritize my energy and where it went. And I had to do that on a very, um, there were times where I had uh, for the first two years, I would have maybe two or three functional hours in my day out of 24 hours. And I had gone from working full time, going to school full time, swimming a mile of laps every day and having a full life and enjoying with my children having two functional hours in my day and the rest of it, it was just in pain and miserable. And I, um, so I made sure that I used that energy to things that made me happy. You know, I put that energy into things that um, were important, like my children and my time with them. I had started, uh, I enrolled my children in cyber school and started teaching them at home because I had the knowledge to be able to do that with them. They're actually still cyber school. My husband's taken over it this year with them, which is awesome. So they get to spend that time with him doing it. Um, but I had, so that's what I was, that, that helped, you know, and it was a lot of, it was a lot of distraction, um, which was good for that point. You know what I mean? Like I had to revert back to some defense mechanisms that were good for a certain point in time, but were not long-term productive just because it was such a heavy blow to deal with. And I couldn't deal with it all at once, you know? Um, and then once I started my business, that was when I really was able to transition from uh, surviving to, to actually going back into that introspection and that personal work on myself. And because I had a new vehicle to do it, I, I, I built that into my business. You know, when you, um, wait, like, when you get a coach, get a mentor, seriously. And if you don't want to, if you can't afford that, you know, because like I... I was in a place for a while where I legitimately could not afford that. I mean, I couldn't like we were, we were in the negative every month in terms of the bills and I could not justify spending that money on myself when I did not have the ability to 
pay all of our bills at the time. So I, um, I couldn't, but there are groups out there and there are women out there and you are one of them, Suzanne, who provide value in their posts and you can still get um, something from them and you can take that and reflect on that. Like that's what I do every day now is I have regular my routine in the morning where there's a specific group that I love. It's my favorite group and um, there's a daily post. Every day she faithfully posts this daily post and I read it every morning because it's always positive and uplifting and there's a lesson in it. And I, I reflect on that lesson throughout my day and I, and I come back to that throughout the day and I take a moment in the morning to sit with it and at night, you know, I sit with it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, and, and I build that into, you know, build on that in, you know, in terms of my confidence. Like this is who not who I was a year ago in terms of my confidence, in terms of my belief in myself. You know, for a long time, I was selling my bugs at like a, a lot less, for a lot less money than most people were and providing extra value. And I, and I justified that that was okay until I started raising my prices and people were like, oh, finally, you know, we, we were wondering when you were going to do that. You needed to start charging more a long time ago, but I didn't believe in myself that people would buy from me if my prices were higher, even though the value was better and the service was better with them because I didn't believe in myself and you have to find a way to do that whatever that is. One thing that I've built into what I do is um, that's been a huge vehicle for that changing, right? Changing your mindset, right? And really living that different mindset, which I think is what you're asking, uh, is I do pre-planned celebrations of the goals that I set when I book that celebration, right? And maybe I don't, maybe those goals exactly aren't reached, but I have moved towards them or I have a redirected course and maybe that goal that I thought I was going to be celebrating the success of is not the goal that I'm celebrating the success of, but only because I'm celebrating something bigger and better at that time. And that momentum is important. It is important to make time for yourself. It is important to take care of yourself and take care of yourself in a way that you take care of your spirit more than your, like you take care of your physical body too. But like self-care is not bubble bath and whatever. That's a, that's a part of it. But the bigger part of self-care is taking care of your spirit. You know, having that, knowing yourself, like you want to give yourself something, get to know yourself so you can sit with yourself and you can be okay with yourself no matter what. Because there are situations that are going to come into your life where you are going to have to look at them and know that you are going to walk away from that with yourself. And that is it. And you have to be okay with that, you know, as I can do that. I can go like, some, I, I have the ability now to like not continue with something out of obligation, even though it is bad for me. And for a long time, I would continue with things that were bad for me because I had a, a, a sense of obligation to them and they didn't get me anywhere because of other people that I felt obligated to were not looking out for my best interest, even though I was looking out for theirs. And I allowed that manipulation into my life many times in a very unproductive way. And um, I did it because I didn't believe that I deserved better. And that's, that's not, that's not what anybody should believe about themselves for any reason, you know, that's not what anybody should ever believe about themselves. So you have to take time to tend to your spirit and give yourself something, you know, like, so I started my pre-planned celebrations of success are going to the concerts to see the live music that I love. Cause that is one thing that I can do despite 
my problems with my leg. I can go to concerts and I can dance and I can do it in a way that it doesn't hurt too bad the next day that I can still walk and be there and enjoy that live music. So that's what I, 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 I was able to start listening to that music again and seeing it live. And I just book, you know, concert tickets for the next tour every time, you know, like locally that I can go to um, that's reasonable and I can plan them within the, the, what's flexible for my business. Cause I've structured my business in a way that I get, you know, I can get two, three days off at a time and have somebody else run it for me and it not affect shipping. So I plan things in a way that they work for me. And that's what you do. If you are building your own business, even if you're not building your own business, you are building your own life and you make things work for you. You, you structure them in a way that they work for you. And you know, this time last year, we couldn't afford to go to see any cover bands, like local tribute bands. We were not going anywhere. And in February, because I did those pre-planned celebrations of success, I saw my favorite music artists twice in one week on opposite ends of the East Coast. And I took my family to, on vacation to Florida. Like we saw Dad and Company down in Florida. And, then, and we flew back the same morning as Bob Weir and Phil Lesh playing at Radio City Music Hall in New York City, which was a, a huge thing that that show was, because um, they only played six shows together. And if you're a deadhead, you know that that was a big deal, whoever's hearing this, not just you, Suzanne, but in general, um, you know that, that show, those shows were a big deal. And then I went and I saw them in Radio City, and it was the best thing that I, I like, I would have regretted do, not doing that if I had missed it. And I had, we ended up with the best seats in the house, even though we bought our tickets three hours before the show happened. You know, because we weren't going to go. I wasn't going to treat myself to that thing because it was a little bit too expensive, but that was a big investment in myself because I had forgone so many things that I needed and wanted in my life to do for others for so long that I deserved that for myself. So I gave myself that. Do you find those things that you, that are important to you in, in whatever it is, right, that are important to you and you make them celebrations of your success? And when I am in my celebrations of success, I take a step back and I look, I look at the big picture, right? I look at the big picture. I look at where I have come from since my last celebration. I look at where I've come from from the celebration before that. I look at a year ago. I look at all of that so I can see that growth and that change and that transformation because you don't notice when you're in it every day. And then I look at what are my plans going forward? Where is this going? What is working that I've been doing? What isn't working? What do I need to adjust? You know, because you have to find that flow in your life. You know, and, and, and life gives you nudges of where to go. Like there are road signs, but you have to pay attention to them, you know, because if you don't pay attention to those road signs and you start going in a direction where like life is telling you like you, this is not for you. You need to, if you don't adjust course yourself, you're going to get put where you belong. You know, you're going to get put where life is telling you to go. So you have to pay attention to that. That's what happened. That, that was why my, I broke my leg and it, and it turned my life upside down because I would, for whatever reason, I was not going on the course that I was supposed to be, even though I had an amazing goal in mind with what I wanted to do. It was not where my place, right? And you have to, you have to be true to yourself on that and, and pay attention to that because, um, you know, you, it, some of the stuff we aren't going to know where we're going to end up. So you, you set goals and you work towards them and you set goals not just on the physical things, not just on the specific where you want to go and what you want to do, but how you want those goals to make you feel what you want those bigger outcomes to be for your life, how you want them to change you and transform you. Because if those are your goals 
and that transformation is what you're focusing on and not the end result necessarily, you know, which is important on a different level. But if you focus on that transformation and where you want to be as a person, you will end up in a happy place, you know, and it won't matter what it is, how you got there, just that you got there. Um, and and there, you have a journey along the way where you can see that tangible growth. Does that answer the question? Absolutely. That was, no, that was fantastic. <laughs> Awesome. That actually like takes care of all the other questions I have. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. and we are closing in on the end anyway, but cool. I wanted to ask you a couple questions sure. before we go. Number one, do you have anything exciting coming up? And then number two, if people want to hang out with you or check you out, where do they go? So I do have exciting things coming up. My business is currently expanding. I'm adding two new insects to it this summer that I'm actually, um, two other women that I'm working with, I'm teaching them to farm these insects that I don't produce to add them to my um, inventory, you know, so I can resell them and they, they grow as well. Um, also, I have a, a partner location that's opening a couple hours for me for wholesale and um, like I said, to produce those other products. And there is, there is something exciting with that in the sense of a movement that's going to create a bigger community of um, small businesses who are doing the same thing in terms of their, their message that we are putting out there with The Laughing Lizard and also um, Fuller and Heart Farms, which is my partner company, um, and, and other small businesses who are very much entrepreneurs, really, really, they're, they're entrepreneurs, um, they're on that same page. And I don't have a specific place organized for that yet because my plans recently changed and how that's all going to get organized. But if you, if this is something that spoke to you, message me on my personal Facebook page, um, which is facebook.com forward slash sugary, S-U-G-A-R-E-E. One two zero two. I also have my Facebook business page for the bugs, which is facebook.com forward slash laughing lizard reptiles, or you can search it, which is the laughing lizard company, uh, live insects. Um, and that's where you can find me. And if this resonated with you, you know, I do offer, um, you know, a, a mentorship type program that I'm, I'm currently working on, you know, formulating. So I have some you know, relatively low investment, but high value spots available for that because I'm getting that going because um, I, I work really well with especially other women in non-traditional product-based businesses. If you have a non-traditional product-based business that you want to rock out on Facebook in the Facebook groups, you contact me because I can tell you what to do and how to do it well and help you do it in a way that resonates with your message and what is important to you. Um, yeah, so just message me on my personal page. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and being my first guest. Thank you. That was awesome and definitely inspiring for the ladies out there who maybe needed to hear your message and especially uh, about how you dealt with all the feelings and everything uh, that you had to deal with going through that whole process. Yeah. Sure that's going to be very helpful for uh, my audience. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I adore thank you. you. I love to see <laughs> you every day. So, awesome. so.
so much luck to you. I know you're going to do amazing. Thank you. And, thank you um, so much. Yeah, I will see you around. And thank you to everybody who uh, hung out with us today. Yes, thank you for listening. And I hope this message resonated with you and you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening today. I hope that you found some inspiration from today's episode. If you would like to find me and check me out, you can head over to SuzanneProxa.com. Or if you are a female entrepreneur who is purpose-driven, head over to my Facebook group at Fempreneurs.biz. Thank you so much for listening today, and I will see you in the next episode.